Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Okay, here we go. What you think about? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. I'm so thrilled you're with us. We're going to have a, a really interesting conversation today about virtual reality, our new reality uh, that is uh, helping so many people, especially those with dementia, bring joy and comfort to them. But before I introduce our guest today, I just want to give a shout out to our um, our band who played the opening song called Clarion Call by the Mark Arneson Band featuring Maya Dore. And you can download that on any of your favorite music platforms. For those of you that are new to our show, we're about sound news, not just sound bites. And our goal is, is to raise everyone's voice, large and small, all around the world. Today we're having a live show, so that gives you, our listeners, the opportunity to call in and ask questions and make comments. That number is 323-870-4602, Let's see. I want to give a shout-out to a, a couple of people out there um, and also recognize that today is the um, International Day of People with Disabilities. So keep that in mind as you are uh, proceeding today. Maybe just something a little extra special for somebody in need. And let's see, I want to give a shout out to DAA, that's Dementia Action Alliance. They are still doing some free Zoom sessions for people living with dementia at home and also for people living with dementia in assisted living. They have two separate programs, lots of fun, and you get to meet people all around the world. Again, uh, their uh, URL is daanow.org, daanow.org. And we've got a couple of memory cafes coming up that I participate in facilitating. One is Artist Way, um, and that is in uh, Woodbury, Minnesota. But, you know, nowadays we're doing them virtual, so anybody can come. That is December 16th at 1 o'clock Central Time. And Arthur's Memory Cafe, we do the second and the fourth Wednesday of each month at 1 o'clock. Just reach out to me for further information. Of course, I'd be uh, amiss if I didn't give a plug for Dementia Map. We just launched it. It's a global resource directory uh, for everything dementia. So uh, go to DementiaMap.com to learn a little bit more about that. And again, if you have a resource you want to share, we would love to have you. We have free plans as well as paid ones that give you more brand exposure. So, um, you know, talk to me on that. I'm doing some demo uh, tours on that as well. Coral Health is giving away uh, both Music First and Coral Face um, apps for free. Just go to CoralHealth.com. That's C-O-R-O Health.com. And for other memory cafes, go to the memory cafe directory. Uh, Dave uh, Weedrick has done a nice job pulling those together. And last, we're going to hear from the Foot Bar Walker, and then we are going to meet with our Introducing guests. Introducing right the life-changing Foot Bar Walker. I'm Peggy from Danville, Kentucky, and I'm 91 years old. The Foot Bar Walker revolutionized my care of George. The saving that I made from having to put him in a nursing home came to about $192,000. 
The foot bar walker opens and closes just like a standard walker. The only thing that is different is the top bar and the foot bar. Does that ever make a difference? Does someone you love use a walker? Do they struggle to get up from a seated position? Are you a caregiver dealing with physical pain and stress as you help your patient? The foot bar walker was designed to assist not only the patient, but also the caregiver. Patients have more control standing up, and no lifting from the caregiver is required. See how it works at thefootbarwalker.com. That's the thefootbarwalker.com. Peggy, would you recommend the footbar walker? Do I ever? I would not be in the health that I'm in today at this age had it not been for the footbar walker. Well, welcome back. Um, we're going to go ahead and introduce you to Chris uh, Brinkler, who is the CEO and co-founder of MindVR, and that is spelled M-Y- NDVR, which is a national health and wellness company providing virtual reality solutions to dramatically grow senior healthcare providers um, who work directly with seniors and aging in place and just, you know, really, um, really make life a little bit better for everybody there. I'm, I'm so excited uh, to talk about this program. Uh, MindVR has uh, curated this huge library of virtual reality content and creates original programs as well for both recreational and therapeutic effects. And they work with leading universities and researchers, and they're studying the potential health benefits of virtual reality for the dynamic um, aging process. So welcome, um, Chris. I am so thrilled to have you with us today. Well, thank you, Lori, for having us on the show. Um, very exciting uh, times in terms of uh, where technology is moving and, and uh, just hope that we can provide a little bit of uh, uh, help in, in, the, in, the, in the whole problem uh, world that we live in with uh, the spread of different dementias. Yeah, well, and then you throw COVID on top of it, and boy, this yep. is something that is really um, it's so timely. It's kind of like with the telemedicine. It kind of got poo-hooed and on the back burner, and now it's up front and center and such a critical piece to living life well and getting people where they need to go. Before I get into my line of questioning, I always like to ask uh, all of my guests, just so my listeners know, if you've been personally touched by dementia. Well, I, I certainly have, yeah. I've had um, grandparents in, in the family that have struggled with this, and uh, uh, I wasn't uh, necessarily a day-to-day caregiver, but very close to uh, my family members, and um, so got a sense of, of, of what that means uh, for their lives and, and for um, the people around them, for sure. So, uh, yeah, it's it's near and dear to my heart, and, um, and I think uh, there's some other things around uh, what inspired me to to create this business um, around not just family members, but what I saw the technology could possibly do for uh, our elders um, and just really paying respect to the elders in, in, in the most uh, sort of gratuitous way we possibly could. Um, I, I feel that this virtual reality movement is so uh, interesting and expansive, and we've reimagined everything away from, you know, from uh, a, a youth-based gaming culture, which is largely what virtual reality has been associated with, to to uh, a world where it really makes a meaningful difference in improving the quality of lives of our elders. And I think that, to me, is uh, probably the most personal uh, motivating driving factor for me. Wonderful. I, I want to ask you, you know, why and how you stepped into this space. Is this something that you were always interested in? But I always find it interesting to kind of hear the backstory of why somebody developed something and, and what their original view was and, and has that changed for you? Well, uh, yeah, good question. Uh, in, in 2015, I was in Silicon Valley working uh, on very sort of sophisticated next generation video products and streaming and platforms. And, and uh, also uh, a good friend of mine was uh, working at Oculus, uh, one of the leading companies in, in the VR uh, space. Uh, and, and just so happens another great friend of mine from years ago uh, uh, was running a hundred um, uh, senior living homes in Texas. 
and we got together and talked about some of these things we were doing in uh, VR and what Sean was doing, uh, my co-founder in, uh, in, in long-term care. And um, some of the things I was gravitating towards in VR was around uh, music and bringing music performance into this very intimate space with these goggles on. Um, to mm-hmm. where you could have a very deep connection with an artist uh, that you might like or some music or a classical orchestra or, or whatever that, or jazz group or, or whatever. And uh, so that's kind of what I was working on. And then Sean brought in, he said, well, you know, we're working on this project called Music and Memory, <laughs> which is really a, a wonderful program that's been rolled out with using iPods to help people in uh, those disease states um, to kind of uh, hit neurons in the brain, right? That can connect neurons that sometimes are dormant and until they hear music. So music has this very uh, strange and interesting science and effect on, uh, on the human brain as it gets older. And as we go into some of these cognitive impairment issues. Uh, so that got me really excited. Okay. So how could we start merging, uh, not just listening to music on an iPod, but, of putting goggles on on somebody and teleporting them back to a time frame visually along with the music that they love and the melodies that they recognize and we did some initial tests in 2017 on this and it just like we were we were like whoa okay we're we're onto something here we we have to you know, I quit my job in Silicon Valley, you know, my, my, my partner, we, we, we got together, we really created something meaningful here in this mind VR based on what we saw uh, from a reaction point of view with people that were in uh, uh, certainly, uh, certainly different stages of dementia, certainly different stages of Alzheimer's. And um, it was just a beautiful thing to see the, the power of this new medium, virtual reality, um, providing a, a, a wonderful a wonderful effect to that person's day, not just not just for the 15 minutes that they might be in that experience, but for hours afterwards, seeing that molecular mood structure change uh, was so powerful for us um, when we first got this thing off the ground. Oh, neat! I, and music and memories is just a wonderful wonderful tool for people. I think uh, some of the most yep. uh, accessible and non-costly things that we incorporate into our day, we, we just don't realize how valuable they are to us and the importance they can make and how they can be tweaked and enhanced through all these other offerings. So um, kudos to you guys for doing that. Um, when it comes to dementia as a whole, how do you differentiate your company from others who are who are working in this space? Well, the first thing I like to say is that MindVR is not ever making any medical claims about this as a cure for dementia. That that's so that's too far out in the future. Um, what we have done is taken a very uh, a critical eye to some of the side effects that are created uh, within these disease states. Right, so. When we think about uh, things like depression and anxiety, uh, we, we think about lack of socialization that come with this. Um, that's where we want to plug in MindVR, is into some of these uh, unfortunate side effects that come along with this and provide some comfort, provide some reminiscence therapy. So when we can take someone to a place that they might uh, have forgot they went to 50 years ago, or we take them on a museum tour of the Apollo 11 uh, NASA-based uh, uh, exhibit, uh, the celebration of the 50th year of, of going to the moon. Well, a lot of 85-year-old people that might be suffering from a cognitive impairment disease, they, they, they might have completely forgotten about the whole moon experience 50 years ago. So we're bringing that back to them in a very immersive way to where they can now experience that um, at least from a curated, you know, museum sort of point of view, uh, we, we walk through the museum, we go through the whole storyline of how it all happened and the ultimate success of, of getting to the moon. Well, that may not be that exciting to someone uh, my age or younger than me, but for older adults, that's the type of content that we're producing um, that we really think will make a difference and, and, and move the needle 
on some of the reminiscence aspects. But, you know, at the end of the day, we really do feel through all the observational tests and, and studies and, uh, that we've done with commercial partners and universities that stimulate memory. It does have the ability to really bring up old and short-term memories and, uh, and, and improve cognition. And that's what's, uh, that's what's so exciting about it. It's very embryonic, but it's very exciting future and frontier for this technology. Yeah, I, I like that you had mentioned that, you know, you're not making any, any medical claims because um, at this point, and yet you're, you're engaged with research, you know, on this whole basis and stuff. But I think one of the things that is so overlooked, and for me, you know, my mom had dementia for 30 years, and so um, I learned a, a lot of hard lessons um, during that time, but came through at the other side uh, fairly, I don't know, fairly progressive, I guess, in how I look at uh look at life and, and dementia as a whole, that there is joy and engagement and, and a lot of good life to be lived, but was the importance of what makes somebody happy and content. And to me, you know, I don't need any, you know, medical statistics to back that up. I can look as a, one right. human to right. another and be able to judge that. And I think that's what music and memory does. I think that's what virtual reality can bring. And when we can bring that calmness and comfort to a person with dementia, it also, um, you know, um, reels over to us as individuals, as care partners, if we're professional uh, care partners or for family, you know, um, we have such, such a huge impact. And, you know, one of the, um, one of the videos out there, you know, that shows the man with his head down and he comes alive when the music from the alive inside, um, uh, film sure. is amazing. And again, you, you know, you don't need to read any statistics. You can just visually see that things have changed and that they're better. And, and to me, that's the biggest compliment any service or product can have is just that calm and joy. You know, Lori, that, that film uh, was actually probably a little bit of a tipping point for me in terms of, using the media that I was working on with, with virtual reality and, and the idea of helping seniors and, and, and helping older adults with uh, uh, cognitive, uh, you know, issues that movie put me over the top, uh, to be honest with you. It was so, it was such a beautifully done film and, and to see how just music alone could help that. What I wanted to do was do something on an order of magnitude, um, take music and teleport somebody in. So my very first project that we launched um, and, and did a test on uh, is uh, in Dallas, Texas. We actually took out a nightclub, an old kind of jazz jazz nightclub. We brought in 35 actors, all dressed in 1950s. We brought a, a Frank Sinatra crooner in, great performer, a live band, and filmed this all from the perspective in virtual reality uh, on the front row of the, uh, you know, of, of, of the performance with the martini glass, surrounded by people, uh, all looking at the camera and smiling. So when you put on the goggles, we translate the production into a full 360 production. So you can look around the entire room and see everybody dancing and everybody having fun. And you are completely teleported to, uh, you know, straight up late 50s, early 60s kind of review, you know, with, with, with great music. And... Um, when I when we did our first test and I, and I saw people with Alzheimer's wanting to get out of their chair and, and, and start dancing and just looking around and being smile, so smile from ear to ear, that, that was probably the turning point for me where, okay, we, we really have something powerful here. And yes, the science will catch up to what we're observing, mm-hmm. um, but there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing that can take away our observations. <laughs> it was so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things where, you know, it's been a slow move. I've been in this space now about 11 years and nobody wants, you know, in the beginning, no one wanted to have the conversation. It was very closed, very limited in terms of what resources were out there. And really in the last five years is where we've seen some big change. But I, but when you look at the needle, it's minute yet. You know, one right. of the things that right. I think really needs to change is, you know, we need to change perspective of what we're funding and what we value. And right now we value statistics and we have to start valuing smiles and comfort. 
And and That's putting right. yep. and, and putting some some funding towards that. I mean, if we can um, eliminate maybe someone having to be on medications that just about any medication out there has potential for side effects. Music and and virtual reality, not so much. If you if you know the person, you can customize what their needs are. If you know a certain song is going to maybe um, you know, trigger them to some sadness or a certain, um, you know, a certain picture or film, you know, uh, time and, and space is going to trigger something. You you can not, not play that for that particular person, you know, not have them engage in that. And, right. you know, the comfort, I mean, when you, when you take a pill, you, you know, and there's nothing wrong with with medications, you know. It's, they're, they serve a purpose, but I think in some cases they've overserved, and and we have relied on that to make somebody not calm and joyful, but make make somebody non-responsive in some cases, instead of dealing with what is the frustration that this person is feeling and how do we. How do we move them out of a, a space that doesn't feel safe or comfortable for them into one that does? And, well, and that is that's, something that's, I think yep. you can do beautifully. Um, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I just wanted to echo your point. That, that's exactly right. Um, everything we do, our, our company culture is built around love, care, and compassion. So we've built the, the largest library curated for seniors in the world. Uh, and we've done this with a love, care, compassion sort of approach. And what I mean by that is we look at different types of content, and and we also look at the lives of of these of our elders and where they are losing connections um, with energy on this planet uh, that just comes with aging and it comes with disease. But when we think about uh, reconnecting people with nature. We have the ability to, to tear down the four walls of a senior living home or if someone's aging in place, uh, we have the ability to tear those four walls down and let them on a safari in Africa, let them swim with dolphins, let them be with a, um, a, a litter of puppies. Um, we, we have the ability to take them on trips that they might have uh, forgotten about. I had a beautiful experience with a couple in New Jersey uh, before COVID when I was traveling up, up on the East Coast, and and um, th- this couple had been to Paris five times in their life. Well, she was late later stage Alzheimer's. He was he was healthy from a cognitive uh, perspective, um, and I asked him. I said, "Well, where's the place you guys travel?" Well, we went to Paris several times. It was our favorite place. Okay, and where they did their honeymoon. So I said, I asked her in a very gentle way, "Would would you like to put these goggles on and?" and visit Paris. And she understood what I was saying. She didn't remember what she had for breakfast that morning. She didn't remember mm-hmm. his name. She certainly didn't know my name, um, but she trusted me enough to where she put the goggles on and she, and she went to Paris and, and within one minute she was like, honey, Oh, we were at Notre Dame. We, we, you know, there's, there's the tower. I, you know, I mean, she recognized everything and, and remembered the family times of her doing that trip. Um, you know, 40, 30, 40 years ago. Um, and that was such a special, you know, just sort of experience that I personally had with this couple. Uh, every, everybody in the room was in tears because after we took the goggles off, she was fully present with him and they talked about their, uh, their Paris adventures and things like that. And, you know, if, if a technology can do that um, and we can witness it do that, uh, we, we see a very big future. So, you know, so so the travel piece is, is is a big one as well. The nature connection and music is very big for us, uh, and we're just we're just open to all types of content that uh, can provide some sort of uh, entertainment slash therapeutic benefit um, to to their daily lives and improve their moods. And I think that uh, that gives the caregivers uh, a nice uh, uplift as well because it's hard being a caregiver. Let's be honest. Mhm. Yeah. That's that's for sure. It's uh you know, I, I it's just incredible that you have come from this this mission of the the love, the care and the compassionate because I think, you know, that's that's the core of care. And yet so many services don't focus on really what's important to the end user um to that extent. You know, they're focused more on the bottom line and 
you know, what's going to be the most economical and, and how do we sell the most product. And yet, you know, I believe that you will sell more product and in and be a healthier company all around and develop kind of this greater good sense when you focus on this love, care, and compassion. Because that tells me also that you're a company that listens to feedback, you're watching for reactions, and, uh, you know, you're out there to truly improve somebody's life, not just meet a, you know, not just to meet a budget and a financial goal. And uh, and not that those aren't important. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's got to have a bottom line and stuff. But I think when you put those things first, um, your outcomes are so much better. And, and they're received faster. And I think they spread faster, too, because people can feel that authenticness in terms of what they're seeing and feeling. And from a company standpoint, you know, you know, what what to express in terms of what people can expect from the product as well, instead of, you know, this is something to keep them busy. Cause you know, some, you know, that's more their, their bottom line with something is let's just keep them busy. Let's get this off our checklist. So we said we did something, but there's so many, so many more benefits of just keeping them busy um, in terms of your product. Well, I, I, I agree with a lot of that. And uh, one, one thing I, that resonates with me is really listening uh, to, to those elders. When they communicate about their lives and their past, uh, it's our duty as younger people to absorb that and to, and to translate that into meaningful media. And that's, that's our whole mission. So I had a discussion with um, a man, uh, I don't know, three, maybe two and a half, three years ago about Route 66, um, you know, the iconic 2,000-mile mm-hmm. journey. Well, w- w- if the next summer we put a crew on the road and started on Wacker Drive in, in Chicago and went 2,000 miles to the Santa Monica Pier and filmed everything you can imagine on that road that was iconic and put that into a 10-part series. And I tell you what, th- this has been such a big hit with seniors all over that might have done that uh, route and m- might have forgotten about it, actually, um, and or um, didn't forget about it, but it's just a lovely memory to bring back. Uh, secondly, um, people that always wanted to do it and, and, and just never had a chance to do it. Well, guess what? And they're not going to ever have a chance to do it given their mobility status at the moment. So, um, so now we can bring you know, that type of content to them that's immersive. They put the goggles on. There's no light that interferes from uh, from the, 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 the room that they're in. Uh, the sound is condensed. It's, it's that they are in a new, ver- you know, a new reality, a, a new virtual world. Um, and it's such a, such an interesting tool uh, to bring these people back. But the point is, is I, I agree with you is that we really do have to listen to what what our spirits are saying about the past and, and bring that to life in modern technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very, very important. Now, when you're, you know, with your product, are you focused more on the commercial end with maybe assisted living in memory care and things like that? Or are you serving the everyday family as well? Yeah, great question. So, you know, we started off the business uh, 2017 with doing the largest test that's ever been done across the country, um, five different states, hundreds and hundreds of seniors, to find out what types of content, and all these seniors were in, um, you know, uh, some sort of a CCRC environment, uh, assisted living or or memory care or uh, independent living. <clears throat> so we really wanted to figure out, you know, what types of content work well with these folks, what what the ergonomics of the headsets uh, were? We learned quickly that um, doing 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 VR and Edna was probably not excited about doing VR on uh, Hair Day. Um, you know, so we had to kind of figure out how to work in the VR program into different community activities and and how to how to uh, work that around uh, all those all the different variables. But uh, very very fun and and great exercise in 2017, and then. 18 and 19 really kind of, um, you know, uh, more fully built out the product and the platform for senior communities. And then uh, this year has been a really, really 
interesting year for everybody, obviously with COVID and 2020 just being one of the most bizarre records on year. We've actually grown our customer base 300% uh, this year. A, a lot of that's due to some of the isolation issues that we've been uh, helping combat. Uh, um, but but we also have uh, launched our Mind VR at Home edition of the product. So so now it's not just available in communities. Um, families can order this for their loved ones uh, that might be in isolated homes or uh, in you know being being cared for sort of in in, in home uh, environments. So uh, we're very excited about that and and just completed a massive national. Uh, 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 sort of pilot this summer and made some changes to the product and now it's uh it's rolling out over the holiday season here oh very neat that's uh that's exciting can you are you comfortable talking about cost in terms of what what either a community or a family would be looking at with something like that and i know that it may you know uh differ uh, depending on situations but just so people kind of have a little bit of idea yeah, yeah. So, um, we, we, well, one of our tenets of the company is we're trying to make this as affordable as possible, right? So as we've reimagined this away from all the gaming and high-cost applications of CGI and games and all that stuff, we've tried to move this over to a very affordable entry level for families to, to, to bring this into their home. So, you know, $750-ish uh, will bring the headset uh, customized to that person with loads of preloaded content and then a subscription to all the new content that we bring on the network for the next you know year to two years however long their their contract period is it's kind of mm-hmm. like a mobile phone subscription in, in other words um, on that front uh, and then um, and then we also have um, we've had a lot of families call us and have loved ones that might have, you know, unfortunately three or six months to live because they have a terminal illness, but they want to bring this technology into the home. So we've developed a, 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 even of a, a less affordable, just, um, or more, sorry, more, more affordable uh, solution for a shorter term rental uh, where they can uh, bring the device into the home with all of our content and then, and then send it back to us. So we're just trying to be flexible and, and really, whatever needs people have, we're open to hearing those and, and trying to work with families directly. And then, and then on our community side, uh, we're scaling that really fast right now. Uh, we just launched a customer in four weeks, 33 communities. It covers tw- over a couple thousand, uh, uh, residents spread across all those communities. And, you know, it's just bringing now joy and, and, and all the benefits to mind VR to, to those communities. So, we're we're busy in 2020. Let's put it that way, uh, for sure. But uh, it's it's a it's a good it's a good time to have this technology. And I'll just you know say that because my hearts really go out to our frontline workers that are taking care of people in this extreme level of isolation that we've never mm-hmm. seen before, uh, and that includes even younger adults, uh, older adults. So even the active agers. I mean, they're not traveling. They can't go on cruises. They can't see the world like they had planned to do uh well guess what they can with mind vr and um and that's that's been a a really interesting um uh, opportunity to work with some of the uh, younger active agers as well so well that's that's wonderful that was one thing i was going to bring up that this isn't just for a person with dementia or uh the elderly i mean this this could be also a great educational tool for younger kids when you're looking at some of you know what the past was like and you know what did what did grandma and grandpa used to do for entertainment and what that looked like versus what what our world today looks like um you know or you know when you when you're able to go and visit you know different uh, travel locations and venues and things too how cool is that i mean those escapes i think we all enjoy and uh, so this could be a great benefit, not only to the person with dementia, but those that are caring for them in terms of just getting them to a calm space and bringing them to a different uh, kind of time and space to just breathe and relax as well, because they need it too. And so I, I think sometimes we think um, in linear modes, and it's like, well, it's for this, but I think we have to broaden that. And 
realize that most everything we do for somebody with dementia is really good for for the world as a whole. I, I haven't I haven't come across one thing that we do for dementia really that's not good for everyone because it's about it's about yeah. respectfulness, it's about personhood. It's you know the whole goal is is kind of that relationship based and finding that calm and that peace within. And I think that um, in this fast-paced kind of psychotic world that we live in these days where there's so much drama, um, we're all drawn to that a little bit more and saying, man, you know, I, I don't want to just turn off my TV because I don't want to hear what's going on, but I want to, I want to escape and go someplace else uh, where I, where well, I find that Well, calm you know, in. that's, that, that, that is, uh, that's a great point. Uh, escapism, uh, this this particular medium really allows for escapism to happen. At, it's, it's not like watching uh, a sunset video on a, on a two-dimensional television screen um, with the whole room that you exist in. This is putting a headset on and you're, at, you're, you're teleported to another world. And, and meditation, whether it be guided meditation or nature immersion, is a huge uh, genre. We probably have collected uh, the largest library in the world and produced a lot of content ourselves. We just shot over the Niagara Falls last uh, two weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to bring that type of relaxing uh, content with classical music and other types of very calming music. Uh, again, some of it might be voice uh, 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 directed, um, but bringing that calmness to someone that is in a, uh, cognitive uh, state of, of um, impairment. Um, we've seen this work with, you know, a lot of different forms of dementia and, and just like uh, just a simple situation like sundowning, right? When, when we know uncle George um, might get agitated around a certain time of the day. Well, you know, what if we put mind VR in an hour and a half before that time of the day and, and change kind of his viewpoint of, and uh, in, in, in his, his overall uh, heart rate variability to some of the vitals that we're checking, you know, to, and really see how Uncle George might calm down uh, prior to yeah. a scheduled agitation event. That's when the science gets really ex- uh, uh, exciting, and that's why we've got so many different studies going on with different universities and, and whatnot, um, very broad uh, studies and, and uh just couldn't couldn't be more more thrilled with that. The other thing I wanted to comment on real quick though is is the caregivers. Um, we're entering a new phase here where there are so many uh, new diagnoses of of this um, epidemic of of dementia, which I include Alzheimer's in that. Right, just a, it's uh, in in this in this world of aging and cognitive impairment, and and a lot of our young caregivers um, don't know anything about how to care for this type of a situation um, and it's a very stressful for them outside of their own stress and their own jobs and their own lives and kids and, and everything else um, so what we've done is tried to create a, a really strong multi-platform use case for mind VR so when a family orders mind VR and, and brings that to the home yes it is to help uh, with with our elders but there are some applications that do two, di- two different things. One application is um, helping relieve some of the anxiety and stress and, cal- and bring calmness to the caregiver. So they can go in and, and, and just escape for 30 minutes and, uh, and come out with a whole different mindset. Um, the, the second part of that is we partnered with a, a wonderful group called Care Indeed out of Palo Alto to create really the first uh, ever and most advanced training platform for people that are caring for folks with Alzheimer's and dementia. So it, it's a suspended first person sort of production. We did this in Hollywood and we, we filmed it with actors, but we, we were really concise in terms of how a person would act and what, what they would do uh, on a normal course of a, of a, of a day, which they might, pull out a knife out of a drawer and and then the video stops and says how do we deal with this and the caregiver in the video ultimately has to deal with this but you as the viewer it's almost gamified in a way that you can now um, help that caregiver make the right decision on what how to handle uh, substituting that knife with a spoon and getting back to normalcy right 
there's there's just so many uh, ways that virtual reality can help across the spectrum of of not just calming uh, the spirit, uh, but also uh, such an advanced form of um, of training and knowledge transfer about how to how to handle the disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, very very interesting. Um, one of the things that, you know you had mentioned about uh, gathering, you know, data was, you know, kind of this change of mood and stuff. And again, I think that's one thing we don't do a good job with is, is getting people to understand um, when there's a reaction they don't like, you know, a don't call it a behavior because it truly is a reaction. And that reaction is telling us something's out of whack and they can't communicate to us what exactly that is. But to start really documenting to find out are there patterns, and I don't, I really think we do a disservice to families by not really kind of harping on that issue, um, because once you see there's a pattern developed, like you said, plugging in something like Mind VR um, to alleviate that um, is huge, and again, then it, it gets people to look at it in a different light that. I think so often people think, well, this is just dementia. There's nothing I can do because there's not a lot of hope given um, in terms right. of uh, reality and uh, and really what's available out there. That's one of the things that, and again, I'm going to give a plug for Dementia Map that I love about that is, you know, it's a resource directory that is just beginning to pull together some of these fascinating um, tools that are out there and services that, you know, so many people don't know about. And to me, that is, is critical as a, as a daughter who cared for her mother. I, I wanted that so badly to be able to be connected and to have choice. And it was something that I just, uh, it, it wasn't there. It wasn't talked about. So having more alternatives, having dementia friendly communities and, seeing all of the creative ways that people are taking a skill set or something of interest to them and improving life is to me just fascinating and and really powerful Um, when you get those creative juices and you're really, it's not just a job. It really matters and it gives you purpose. I think, uh, you know, those businesses, those individuals are, are really um, the heroes in the industry um, because they show the vulnerability. Um, they show that they don't necessarily have all the answers, um, but they want to keep improving, you know, what is delivered. And that's what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, when we started here, but we're, we're doing some growth over here and we're making some changes here. And, um, you know, you're trying to make it affordable and, and you learn basically at every every sale point, every conversation, every engagement piece because you're you're listening. You're you're listening to what is happening and you've got some fabulous fabulous stories. Do you have an you know you had mentioned, you know, the the one story. Do you have another story that you'd like to share that was just kind of profound that either you actually experienced or maybe you just heard through feedback from somebody? Uh I could probably uh consume another two hours on that one <laughs> but, um it's it's really been a profound experience for me personally and i think every day all of our team members are you know we just wake up more motivated because of these stories that come about um gosh i i, I was in florida uh again b- b- right before covid hit earlier in the year and we were doing a session with a gentleman um who actually was a, a, a United States Senator, um, and uh, and he had Alzheimer's uh, late stage, probably 90, I don't know, in his 90s somewhere. Wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, he came in to try this, and he we put him into a, a beach scene that was very relaxing on the eastern seaboard of Costa Rica, um, and it's almost like your feet are in the water, but the waves are just kind of very softly rolling in. And you can look all around and be a part of nature. And it's a, it's a 10 minute um, experience. And he started talking during the whole experience about his kids, his wife, his family, and, and, and their vacations that they would take to the, to these types of beaches. And then he would, and then after he took off the goggles, he talked to his caregivers for, uh, you know, for hours about it. 
and they came they called me back and said you know we we've we've never seen him talk in three years he's been here never seen him talk like this or communicate socialization right so so when i get back to some of the things that we've studied and observed it's it's this interesting um uh improvement in socialization uh and discernment and uh you know being able to express opinions um that doesn't always come easy for these folks when they when they get into this uh place so if there's any way we can help just motivate the, some of those basic human um, characteristics that they've kind of lost along the way, um, then boy, you know, we, we, we really feel good about, about that. Mm-hmm. Well, that is wonderful. Um, or we are getting close to our hour coming up here and I want to make sure that we cover everything. Um, was there anything that we didn't cover? I know we definitely need to get your contact information out, but was there anything more that you wanted to talk about maybe on quality of life and also, uh, you know, your research and, and strategies for the future? Um, well, uh, you know, our, our, our strategy is pretty simple. Uh, we, we are in the business of improving the lives of, of our older adults and our elders and being respectful about that through that love, care, compassion model. Uh, we do that both through, uh, uh, providing the service directly to uh, senior living communities, and then we also now provide that service directly to um, people who and families who are, are taking care of folks aging in place. Um, in, in terms of uh, research, we've we've had some really fascinating studies come out. I could talk again for another two hours about all this, but one of the studies that that we did with a big group out of California called Silverado, which I thought was in, pretty important uh, study where we went to different senior communities and these communities are all memory care communities. So everyone in the community is is, uh, in some sort of level of diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Um, The across Houston, uh, Salt Lake city uh, and Milwaukee, we did a a fairly large uh, uh, trial observational trial and um, 82 participants, uh, 82% of the participants were positive to neutral to using VR. And that in and of itself was very striking to me. I thought it'd be, I didn't think it would be that high uh, after being mm-hmm. here for a year and a half. I didn't think we'd see those high of numbers, but once people got it and they were accepting and they actually put the goggles on and got the value of that, that immersive experience, they wanted to do it again next week and the week after and the week after. So we saw a very um, big uptake of like percentage of people that liked it um, and, and wanted to keep using it. Um, the second big uh, statistic that came out of that that I like to talk about, and, they, and by the way, Silverado has published all this through Senior Housing News and a couple of the different uh, uh, publications, but uh, was that they, they observed, and this is their clinicians through this big national study, they observed a 25% change in positive behavior. So, you know, that's a really important item I like to talk about when I talk to operators of, of memory care communities and things like that. But not only that, but with families, because this is the hardest thing to deal with, right, is behavior uh, that is is difficult to, to um uh, to, 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 to modify or to, uh, or to deal with just as, as another yeah. human being. Right. So, um, so, so when we can try to use technology like this, that's way more immersive than the television or the newspaper or playing bingo or anything like that, uh, try to, uh, insert something like this into the, into the, uh, daily narrative, then that's when it gets really exciting to me. If we could help change positive behavior, creates more, creates less stress on caregivers. It creates more connection with caregivers and, and, and our elders, our loved ones. And uh, ultimately, um, you know, a, a more mindful, peaceful experience for, for the people that we're caring about. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the, uh, and Silverado does just such a magnificent job in, in the way that they care and the way that they focus. I mean, it, everything from the, the dishes to the chairs, um, you know, along with all the activities and the training is so well thought out there. And, and they do a really nice job of explaining that to families. So you add, 
you know, you add on this virtual reality piece, and I can tell you uh, from a daughter's perspective to be able to hear, excuse me, hear or see that my loved one is engaged and happy and just soothes the heart. And that can be shown via a picture or a video shared with family as they're utilizing that as well. And that will bring so much calm to a family that may be locked out and can't see them right now. Um, That's right. You know, it, it's a it's very, very important um, that this is communicated um, to families and to staff the the I don't know. To me, it's just critical. It, it's critical for um, health and well-being for those family members as much as it is for the person with dementia and the staff caring for them if they are in a community. Um, really big stuff you're doing. So kudos to that. You know, for our listeners, you can um, get a hold of Mind VR. Again, that's Mind M Y N. DVR.com. And you can email Chris at Chris, that's with a C, C H R I S, at mindvr.com. And they also have a Facebook page. So if you just plug in mindvr, uh, you will you will find them. And Chris, I would imagine you're on LinkedIn as well and, and things. I so, sure am. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. keep up the great work. I um, I am thoroughly impressed with, with what you're doing. And again, I love your mission and your vision because it's, it's a very authentic and purposeful um, mode that you're driven by. And, and again, I think that in and of itself is, is very unique in, uh, in a business platform these days. A lot of times people you know, um, talk it, but they don't walk it. And it's evidence that your company walks their talk. So, um, you know, thanks for, thanks for bringing this to, to our attention here at the Alzheimer's uh, Speaks uh, community. I think it'll be very helpful for so many people. And again, you can go to their website. That's uh, mind, M-Y-N-D-V-R.com. Thank you again, Chris. I appreciate your time today. Roy, really a pleasure of mine. Thank you for such a great cause uh, and what you're pushing as well and, and trying to communicate. So thank you. Wonderful. For our listeners, I just want to say if you're looking for uh, resources, you can always go to our main website, alzheimerspeaks.com. And, uh, and don't forget our newly rolled, rolled out uh, global resource directory that we're just building called Dementia Map. That's just DementiaMap.com. If you have services, we would love to have you add them. There is a free plan as well as paid plans. So there's, you know, money is not an object there. We want to hook people up with resources. So families and um, businesses both have a great wide variety of choice and, um, and they feel supported. So have a wonderful holiday season, guys. We'll see you next week. And um, if you have, uh, if you're thinking maybe you've got something that should be on this show, reach out to me at Lori, L-O-R-I, at alzheimerspeaks.com. I'd love to talk to you about it. Bye now. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.